And that was the last episode of the Mystery Hairdressing Quiz Show, Are You Being Permed? And now... Brain of Truth Network, starring Dr. Stacy Taylor, Paddy Styles, Tim Redmond, and Vicky Kiriakakis. And now it's time for the Five Past Pie News. The news that goes on tangents. Here's your anchor, David Innes. Good pie and mash, ladies and gentlemen. I am David Innes, and here are the headlines. The French agent working as a Russian spy has been nicknamed the Double Croissant. Mm. Cave explorers spelunking in an unstable former crypt face grave danger. They do. Uh, That is a fact. Uh, Disrespectful teens can now be heard on talkback radio. They can. Uh, And finally, in German news, can ein Kangaroo who are aus ein Haus springen? Yeah, weil ein Haus nicht springen kann. It's funny because the kangaroo jumps up as the house can't. That's exactly right. (laughs) And now it's over to the boffins for the opening of the envelopes. Yes, thank you, David. And now we take you to the Wesley Ann Concourse where the cast are now opening their envelopes for the first time. This is a traditional ceremony on the Grain of Truth Network where the players find out what characters they will be playing throughout the show. This will be Patty Styles' first time as an envelope opener. She has been training at the Grain of Truth Post Office now for three months. Patty's trainer, Dr. Stacy Taylor, is also opening her envelope with the grace and civility you have come to expect from such a noble academic. Vicky Kiriakakis has opened her envelope with a plum, declining the offer of a handmaiden to do the job for her, as is tradition. Tim Redmond, of course, a descendant of Lord Envelope Redmond, one of the first ever envelopes back in the days when such items were made of people. Legend has it that Lord Envelope Redmond was, of course, just a face folded inside a waistcoat. From abject pain came the idea of such a useful means of communication. The ceremony is now over, and we may proceed with the Grain of Truth Network.
The government has spared no expense to check in with the voting populace and ask their permission to grant a proportion of those citizens their human rights. <laughs> Other countries just went ahead and, you know, showed some leadership around maintaining a separation between church and state, but Australia's taking it to the people. If the majority oppose marriage equality, then it shall near be so. If the majority support marriage equality, well then, Julie Noted will take that into consideration when we go to the vote. <laughs> so what does all this have to do with gender? Sort of everything and nothing. Same-sex marriage is exactly that, defined by the corresponding biology of the couple in question. In other words, you can perform any number of confusing gender behaviours from within the vehicle of your biological sex, as long as what's under your spouse's hood isn't the same as what's under yours. And thus ends the awkward vehicular analogies. <laughs> of course, if you're transgender and plan a transition that happens to see you match the sex of your partner, you will find that your marriage becomes invalid overnight, despite being the same two humans. Depending on the direction of that transition, you might also suffer a pay cut. <laughs> Opponents claim same-sex marriage is a threat to traditional marriage to which I can only agree. Pretty hard to maintain those hierarchical gender roles when gender's no longer a play. Here's a fun game for Adam and Steve or Madam and Eve. Which one's the chattel? <laughs> Which one gets sole control of the finances? Good times. <laughs> Still, there is a forward-thinking aspect to all this, and that's the government's genius way of tapping into the Etsy generation by kicking it old school with a postal vote. Bless. <laughs> And now, on the Grain of Truth Network, it's time for the serious big debate face. Yes, it's time to get your serious big debate face on as we discuss the most pressing matters of the day. Grammar. For years, it was just a thing that tells us how to write good. But who can forget just two days ago when a poorly constructed sentence collapsed under the weight of a split infinitive and seriously injured Gloria Parkdale's son, Jimmy. Let's take you back to that harrowing interview with Gloria Parkdale. Gloria, a single middle-aged mum from Oakley. And here she is, talking about the events leading up to the incident of the sentence collapse. Well, it was a sunny day, a bit like this one, really, and uh, um, little Jimmy, was it? Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> you have many children, I'm quite I, aware. Well, no, it's not that. It's just that I've been drinking this morning and I, <laughs> I tend to be a bit forgetful. Anyway, little Jimmy. Uh, little Jimmy, I just had a cry from his room. It was a scream. It was a howl. It was awful. It was just awful. I hadn't even finished my vodka yet. <laughs> and there, and I run in, I run in, and I whip open the door. Jimmy, Jimmy, what's wrong, Jimmy? And there he is, utterly collapsed, bleeding from his jugular, split infinitive, just slopped all over him. It was awful. Yes, yeah, some very emotive expressions going on there. Thank you very much, Gloria. In the studio, I now have Dr. Piper Ampersand, senior lecturer at the University of Melbourne, best known for her book, Comma Chameleon, Punctuation in the Wild. Good evening, Doctor. Good evening. Joining us is Kenny Larrikin, lovable bush poet, and by bush we mean Edinburgh Gardens. He, he of course, caused controversy in releasing a poetry zine in Flinders Street Station that had no sentences whatsoever. Good evening, Kenny. Crikey. 
Piper, mm. uh, you <laughs> you heard what happened to Gloria Parkdale's son there. Yes. Is this a common occurrence around the world? Yes, very common. Mm. What, what other incidences have you found in your research? Well, I have found that when people misplace a colon, it is devastating. <laughs> Kenny, do you agree with Dr. Piper's words there? Oh, we've got to reappropriate language, David. We've got to put the colons where the semis go. We've got to flip things upside down. You've got to say a question like it's an answer, Doctor. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> I have no idea what you've just said, and that proves the problem. True blue! <laughs> <laughs> well, funny we should mention this, Dr. Piper. Yes. Some argue that your insistent teaching yes. of semicolons uh, in a sentence is an unnecessary risk to young people. What do you say to your critics? They're wrong. <laughs> uh, remind me, where do semicolons actually go in sentences? You don't know? No. <laughs> well, that proves the problem, doesn't it? <laughs> it uh, indeed it does. Did uh, you not go to school? I, I did. I, I did. I promise. To what level? Uh, at least seven. It's a disaster. <laughs> it you isn't. should have been proficient in that after kindergarten. Uh, I did, I did, and I will make sure that those appropriate teachers are punished accordingly. Doctor, you just inspired me. I just wrote a poem in my head called Semicolon. Oh, can we hear it, please? Yeah. <laughs> Open parentheses, ellipses. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the wonderful Kenny Larrikin there. Kenny, thank you very much for your time. (laughs) And now it's time for Religious Revelations. In this edition, Vicky Kiriakakis talks about the crazy things we tell ourselves. Over to you, Vicky, please. Round of applause. Thank you, David. Our ability to tell stories, ladies and gentlemen, is what separates us out from amoebas. Beowulf, the Bhagavad Gita, Gilgamesh. These are the stories that make our lives worth living. They're how we understand the world. So it's no wonder that our massive imaginations have been put to work trying to figure out Why are we here? How does it all work? Only the top Scientologists, for instance, know that in fact, Lord Xenu, our galactic overlord, is deeply responsible for some sort of form of the human flu. He was head of a galactic federation that dealt with the big problem of overpopulation by grabbing a bunch of people, killing them, freezing their theaters, (laughs) Another word for their souls and trapping them here on Earth. So if you're feeling a little down, it's just because you've got a trapped theta inside of you. You just need a good lie down, uh, wrap a hot towel around your head and call the Scientologists in the morning. Ancient Egyptians, on the other hand, know that the world was created when the god Atom willed himself into being. Yes, just out of nothing. And then... Masturbated, ejaculated into his own mouth, sneezed, and the rain that came out formed humanity. <laughs> Seems like a lot of trouble to me, I don't know. <laughs> and also, take out your umbrellas, because... <laughs> but if you're ever feeling like some of the things you believe... Might... Yes, Liam, that look on your face. I know, but that's actually true. <laughs> None of this is a joke. Get a tissue. I know. <laughs> Just, it seems in your own... Like, I don't... Anyway... <laughs> Uh, But if you're feeling like 
some of your beliefs might be a little bit mm, off with the fairies. Spare a thought for King Charlemagne in the year 800, who gifted to Pope Leo III a little gilded box of containing the holy prepus, 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 the holy foreskin of the Christ child. Yes. Who he said gave, was given to him by an angel. It's like, yeah, I have a gift for you. What is it? Well, it's the holy foreskin. But what you might not know is that at the same time, roughly around the Middle Ages, there were 18 of these babies across Europe in different towns performing miracles. Yes, 18 holy foreskins. And if you're interested, there is actually a National Geographic uh, documentary called Quest for the Holy Foreskin. <laughs> yes, that you can watch, should you so desire. Uh, but of course, that's all bullshit, really. Everyone knows the Holy Foreskin ascended to heaven at the same time as Jesus once he was resurrected. <laughs> so let us all fold our hands in gratitude for the power of the human imagination and our ability to tell ourselves bullshit stories to keep ourselves happy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that was clearly going to be the uh, the strangest little cut Batman phrase there, <laughs> or Robin phrase. Holy foreskin, Batman! Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, I'm it's sure. Like um, it's funny because <laughs> down there. And now it's time to check in on the international food aisle in the Grain of Truth supermarket. It's a quiet morning for the Nestle Coffee Crisp, a humbly caffeinated Canadian snack treat. And one morning she is joined on the shelves by a native from Christchurch. Yes, it's New Zealand's very own cookie time. Hey! Hi there. Hey. Welcome to the aisle. Really good to be here. I'm, I'm Coffee Crisp. I have layers of goodness. <laughs> no, there's nothing good in me. <laughs> oh, there's always something good in everyone. I'm just here to give pleasure. <laughs> See, that's a good thing. Do you give pleasure in Christmas? I give pleasure in time. <laughs> cookie time cookies are an incremental way of measuring way your time is passing. Really? <laughs> this is a little known fact about the cookie time cookie. I had no idea. You might be crisper, but I have more longevity. Oh, my role is specifically for coffee time. <laughs> oh, hang on. Go ahead, give me a and make way for the chocolate flush. <laughs> Someone else is joining the aisle? The international aisle, there's always a new immigrant. Well, in Canada, we welcome that. <laughs> and we'll end there for this week's episode of the Great of Truth Supermarket. Canada, the place many of us are planning to emigrate to. <clears throat> and now on the Great of Truth uh, Network, it's time for that thrilling serial, All Lady Action Squad. <laughs> We start our adventure, as always, in the all-lady action bunker, where the all-lady action phone has gone off. Answering the phone is our fearless hero, Nonna. Her faithful sidekick, the swoosh, listens eagerly. On the other line is police commissioner, Agnetha Sorensen. Uh, hello? Uh, who's this? It's 
Lady Squad. All action, Lady Squad. Hey, yes. Uh, Assemble. How are you? You good? <laughs> yeah, really. I'm really. Your yeah, mother okay? Asking. Your mama good? My, my mother hasn't been well, actually. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. That's a very. Yeah, nice I think it's her knees. Oh. Oh, honey, oh, you know what I find that works on my knees? I take a little bit of salt and I rub it in with a little bit of vinegar, and then what a. Action squad! Oh, okay, sorry! Sorry, yes, you're calling me on the road for action. What? Ha! I'm ready for action! Swoosh! <laughs> what is it? What is going on? We are going to act, right? Swoosh! 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 We have a mansplainer! Oh! where our supervillain, the mansplainer himself, <laughs> talking to all general members of the public as our team swoop in. Swoosh in. Swoosh in. <laughs> swoosh. Hello. Now the origin of the Stop. swoosh was more of a swish thing. Stop. <laughs> like, what she's doing there by raising her finger at me, she's like, she'd like me to pause. We are going to kill you. Now by interrupting, the first time we just take my status away. <laughs> We're going to take a your little little sausage and we are going to put this back up in the oven. What do you really fear? Swoosh. I fear being seen, I fear being vulnerable, I fear all women. And we'll cut to you with my passion. All the answers after this. Now it's time on the Grain of Truth Network uh, to, for infotainment as we now head to our kids' program, Grammar School, with Pete Smiley and Jenna Funbucket. Hello, children. This is Pete Smiley. Say hello, Pete. Hello, kids. You're kids. <laughs> and this is Jenna Funbucket. Say hi, Jenna. Hi. <laughs> now, we're putting together words in form of sentences. Yes. What sentence are you building today, Jenna? I'm building a statement. You're building a statement. Uh, what, what are you using to build your statement? I'm working from the end and starting with the full stop. <laughs> starting with the full, full stop? Uh, what is going next to that full stop? I think I'll make it a noun. A noun? Now, what is a noun? A noun is a thing you can touch, see, smell or talk about with a capital letter. Cool. <laughs> that is, what are you doing over here, Pete? I'm building a contextual paradox. <laughs> You've got a song about contextual paradox. <laughs> yes, I do. Let's have a listen to your song. To prepare for peace, we must be ready for war. Freedom is defined by boundaries. What's more? Back with more grammar school after this. And now on the Grain of Truth Network, we have Patty's Garden. In this segment, we step into the wild gardens of Patty Styles, where she discusses how we reap what we sow. So get your overalls on as we head over to the potting shed with your host. Patty Styles. Over to you, Patty. Thank you. My beautiful, sustainable garden is full of love and diversity. 
Lily Pilly, Grevillea, and Bottle Brush, Tulip, Quaking Grass, Iris, and Elysium. Plants may have a pistil or a stamen or both. They may be sexual, asexual, bisexual, or abstain from sex altogether. Some practice elogamy, outcrossing, or selfing, and others rely on passing birds and bees to get their pollen off. <laughs> no plant need fear another's propagation. Now, some say no. Stop gardening correctness in its path. <laughs> what a real skunk at a garden party. Not everyone likes to trim their bush exactly the same way. <laughs> a beautiful landscape is more than a traditional manicured lawn, maintaining the status quo. Those who've lived without change for many, many years can't see the forest for the trees. And if they encourage you to show a little bit more respect for the way things have been, don't follow them up that misleading garden path. A flourishing garden needs fertile soil. Have a look around your own home. Is there an old crock of, this is a unifying moment? Some questionable, we could have a respectful debate? Or that thinly wrapped sanctity of families? Mix that with all other bullshit and dump it in the compost. <laughs> Gardening reminds us that it's not diversity, but monoculture that is the root of disease. Please explain. <laughs> the Dutch elm disease has been most devastating where elms are planted exclusively, leaving them vulnerable. Companion gardening works. A tobacco plant protects a nearby sage plant from an antelope's attack by emitting an odor which repels the predator. A true ally is ready to make a stink when called. My garden embraces the simple principles of healthy environment, diversity, and compa companion planting. Lilypilly, Grevillea, Bottle Brush, Tulip, Quaking Grass, Iris, Alyssum. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A. It's a beautiful landscape. We reap what we sow. On that note, it's now time to take a break from the Grain of Truth Network with a word from our sponsor. GOTN presents Grain Idol. But always grain on me. Judges, what do we think? Bad. Shoot him. Wait, what? <laughs> and now it's time to return... Squad. <laughs> the last time we met, the mansplainer was being taken back to the all-lady action cells to have a severe talking to and possibly a pummeling. Swoosh! 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 I hear you. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to listen now? Yes. yes. Really, really listen. Yes, with my ears. Funny thing about you. Am I going to Challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> you must sit in silence while my. No!
a combustible engine. <laughs> it has pistons that fire. And I... when... No, please go on. No, after you. <laughs> really, I was very looking forward to seeing where you were going to go with the rest of that. But I love what you add to my thoughts. Okay. The parliament, <laughs> the parliament is made up of uh, the politicians. And the politicians, there are the two houses. And the two houses, the one is the Senate and the one is the lower house. And then you have the prime minister, and he is a little bit of a bastard. Mm-hmm. But then you have the opposition leader, and he too is a little bit of a bastard. Are you following me? It was at this point that Nonna gave her most sage advice to this mansplainer. Shut up. <laughs> we'll be back with more all the action next week. And now we have some developing news on the grammar controversy. We have CNN correspondent Jane Knight on the scene. Jane, hello there, Jane. I'm told that it is alleged that the sentence breaking from earlier was an inside job. Uh, What can you say about this matter? That's right, it was an inside job. We just got word from inside that it was an inside job. Uh, From inside. Now, obviously, Mm. we want to protect protect ourselves from faulty communication. What are some of the telltale signs we can tell the audience at home about grammar? falling apart. Pardon me? Uh, <laughs> um, some of the what are grammar falling apart telltale signs. The what are? Uh, tell signs protect ourselves grammar falling uh, inside out. I'm not quite sure what you're getting at. Thank you very much Jane. I appreciate it very much. Sir. And now on the Grain of Truth Network our history documentary Time Flies Through Sands Falling Down the Pages of History. It's the 70th anniversary since the Battle of Wits between Syntaxes and the Grammarians. On the 12th of August 1947, uber-linguist Paul Absatz signed the official surrender of the Grammarians, giving all power to the allies of vocabulary. The Grammarians, or Grammar Nazis as they were known, opposed changes and shifts to sentence structure. Here is a recording of Sir Winston Churchill, taken from 1945... (laughs) where he explains to the British public why the grammarians opposed all that was good about developing language. They will take our knock-knock jokes (laughs) and put a full stop in the middle of the sentence, (laughs) thus ruining the delight of the pun's conclusion. We will fright them in the libraries. We will cut them off with the analogies. We will mangle them at the metaphors. We will never put commas in the appropriate place. So we like to just talk and talk and talk and talk. And no grammar Nazi will ever conclude the British tongue. That, that was broadcast to all people in London for many, many weeks. But what brought an end to the War of the Words? Well, it all started with a plucky young woman from Saskatchewan, Canada, ah. Betty Pilcrow, nicknamed Spelling Bee. She was one of the most punctual women on the Syntax Forces. Taken from an interview on her 80th birthday in 2012, here is Betty Pilcrow ta- talking about how she signed up to join the Syntaxes. Well... You gotta do what you gotta do. When the call comes, you know. And you gotta stand up for what's right. You know what's right. Right is right. (laughs) It's clear. You just know. 
and then you do it. You step forward. You make the call. If you're not going to, who will? Of course, she could spell with the best of them. She was assigned to the 90 words per minuteers, a special covert group of proofreaders who would sneak into enemy, enemy territory enemy territory and change the syntax of grammatical sentences. Speaking in a 1985 documentary, the late Dame Juliette Schwa talks about how spelling bee changed the face of proofreading and her importance in the war. If it wasn't for spelling bee, as she was known, we would be faced with a population of British pronouncers declaring that they could state their aims in 25 words or less. <laughs> it, it pains me to even say this phrase as an example of what plucky little spelling bee from Canada overcame. In 25 months or fewer, she had set up the syntactical brigade <laughs> and changed... Language for human beings. And here is Betty Pilcrow. Back to Betty Pilcrow from her 80th birthday, talking about how joyous it was to end the Battle of Wits. Oh, it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that adding a couple of U's, changing a Z to an S, who knew what that could do? (laughs) Oh, we laughed. Once once Betty arrived back home, she fulfilled a promise she made to her childhood sweetheart. She proposed to her girlfriend, Renee Guillemets, in Montreal. Often shy of the spotlight, here is a rare interview from 2009 of Renee speaking to a CBC local news channel. She, of, of course, is speaking her native French, but it has been translated sentence by sentence. Here is that interview. Elle est bonjour, le croissant, le croissant. She was magnificent. Her words, complete. Je, je l'aime, le croissant. On, on m'embrasse, et on m'entête, et ma chat et ma, ma chienne. Her proposal to me was an epic free-form poetry. Elle mange de, de croissant, et le croissant est... Kiss Kiss Jennifer, we once ran a film festival featuring uh, avant-garde films, Love is Magnificent. Did the language barrier ever affect their relationship? Here is Betty at her 80th birthday. Oh, goodness, no. (laughs) No, we had the language of touch. (laughs) The language of touch. (laughs) (laughs) Renee and Betty have two adopted children and seven grandchildren. They still remain very much in love to this day. Here is Betty talking about her sec- uh, about the secret to her relationship back in 2012. What was the secret to their long-lasting relationship? Well, it's really kind of like the situation in Canada. You've got French Canada and you've got English Canada. And really, you can either choose to look at your differences as differences or you can choose to look at your differences as an adventure. <laughs> we choose to look at the adventure. I mean, after all... Hmm, I started a whole revolution. (laughs) I like adventure. 
And that's the end of the history documentary Time Flies Through Sands Falling Down the Pages of History. Next week, we look at time traveling Hitler. Who's killing whose baby Hitler now? <laughs> Uh, it's now almost the end of the program, and now it's time for the weather update from the Boffins. What's the weather look like, looking like on Tatooine, Boffins? Yes, thank you, David. It's going to be the seventh day in a row of sand, I'm afraid. There's some light droids falling from the north. There is expected some Tusken Raiders, but they may be hiding their numbers, so stay tuned for that. If you're planning to rush by speeder, there are significant delays as a sand crawler has tipped over near the Moss Isley spaceport. There are stormtroopers moving their way in an easterly direction today, so try not to be an aunt or uncle. Either way, David, looks like a good weekend to stay indoors. Indeed it does. Well, that's all the time we have. Remember to keep your semicolons tight and your hyphens plentiful. This episode featured David Innes, Stacey Taylor, Paddy Styles, Tim Redmond, Vicky Kiriakakis and Brendan Jelly, Audio Poffin, Anthony Locato, Seth Poffin, Ashen Cameron, Station Identities, provided by Christian Mazzari, theme music by Matthew Handcraft, venue provided by The Wesley End, find us on Facebook and Twitter, and this has been The Grain of Truth Network!